This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. One of the most persistent Apple rumors involves augmented reality glasses. They were supposed to have shown up a few times, at least according to various reports over the years, but that obviously didn't happen at WWDC yesterday. In fact, Apple didn't even mention AR at all. So what's the deal with it? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to break this all down is our resident AR expert, Scott Stein. Welcome, Scott. Hey, thanks, Roger. So before we dive into AR, I just wanted to get your overall impressions of WWDC from yesterday, especially coming from someone who's covered so many of these over the years. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it was it, it kind of felt a little uh, muted. Um, but also, I think there's a question of, at this point, between chip delays and shipping and the economy and um, pandemic stuff still catching up, what companies are really able to accomplish in the moment? You know, there, there's a, you know, maybe this is, you know, about the speed of, of tech right now. But I don't know. I mean, the MacBook Air definitely looks like a nice upgrade. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be looking for that for back to school. But, um, you know, the iPad changes. I just want it to move into more of really being a Mac. And we're sort of seeing this by like a, a game of inches and, and millimeters. But um, and, and then I think uh, phone stuff, I mean, it's kind of boring to me now. So I think it's it, it's it's really you're talking about very incremental things in a platform that's pretty stable. And yeah. and the watch, and the watch, I want better battery life. So I don't know. It definitely seemed like with the phone, it's with some of these, it's just sort of like playing catch up with some of the features that Android has, and you can sort of make the same case for for Google as well. But that brings us to you know what you know a lot of folks are looking at as sort of the the next catalyst, the next spark of interest, which is AR, in particular AR glasses, because they were supposed to be a big big deal for Apple, right? We've heard Tim Cook talk about it and talk up the potential for AR, but at least as I was watching, I don't remember AR even getting mentioned at all during the keynote. I mean, did, did you hear anything different? Really? What happened there? I did not hear anything. I don't think about AR. Even last year, we heard a little bit more about AR, but still really fleeting. Uh, I mean, it's not uncommon that Apple will actually not get into AR stuff and then will leave AR kit, uh, you know, AR kit six this year. Some of the details are in like other developer breakouts. But yeah, for, for, for a year where everyone was expecting this, uh, even though reports were now saying it's, it's being pushed off, um, yeah, it can feel disappointing. On the flip side, I'm not sure what, what people in the real world are expecting. You know, it, it's like part of me, part of the group feels like, you know, wear my magic glasses, which uh, that's not happening anytime soon. You know, that's not like magic glasses are a farther off thing. But like how many people are saying, where's my Apple VR headset? Probably not that many everyday people are actually looking for that. Um, they're gonna, they're kind of pushing to create a category, which right now is only being represented for the most part by the Quest Two, mm-hmm. and um, and and so that's it's a whole new landscape. So I don't know. It, it, it's a much bigger step to me than like introducing a watch. The 
there have been rumors for AR glasses for years, and and yes, uh, I think they the word or the word on the street, at least leading up to this conference, the, the you know the, the weeks into it, or to basically say don't expect glasses, they're probably not coming. But I'm curious, the fact that Apple was almost completely silent on AR during the keynote, do you think that suggests that we're going to be waiting even longer for these, or should, or are we just reading too much into that? Well, my biggest question is going to be how Apple takes its visions for AR, which are right now on the phone and iPad, and blends them or resolves them with what would be happening on the headset. Those are not necessarily as dovetailed as you, you might expect, because right now there are not any real headsets that work with phones uh, uh, for the most part. Uh, very, very few. And things like VR are just beginning to explore blending uh, mixed reality, like AR things. Some of the upcoming headsets, like um, the, the Meta's, uh, what, I forget what it's called. Um, it's, uh, sorry about this. It, it's good, the name's gonna change anyhow. But, but Meta's upcoming um, headset, Cambria, is gonna start doing that. So I don't know what, what Apple is, is pitching with that headset, you know what I mean? Like, because the AR stuff on phones is about like discovering things as you move around. Yeah. That's the sort of stuff that like Snap, um, Niantic, um, other companies like that are already doing. I'm a little surprised that Apple didn't go into more stuff like that. Like a lot of companies now like Google and Niantic are doing mapping where they're taking more overlays between mapping the real world and AR because they kind of blend. And um, Apple already has that with their maps and some of their AR tools, but they really buried that information and didn't talk about advancing that. Yeah, and, and in terms of your time, there are a lot of expectations for these like magical glasses. I'm curious... Because there have been rumors about these glasses for years. Like, what are you what are you expecting from Apple? Like, what clearly they're, they're, it's not going to be a pair of these super thin, sleek glasses that'll show all this stuff. Like, what realistically speaking, like what what do you think we'll actually get from Apple when we get something? Right. I feel like the interesting thing with this is always to kind of like look at the landscape because to some degree in tech, there aren't that many like true magic tricks like. You know, I think they're going to take from the Oculus Quest, the Meta Quest 2 playbook. Um, much like when smartwatches began to follow a similar pattern, and then there was the Apple Watch. I, I think that there are already things that that does that they could make into a product. Like fitness, which is something that Meta has been pushing further forward into. That is Apple's wheelhouse with the watch and with their fitness programs. So they could design a whole fitness thing with training for this which if anyone hasn't done that, it actually is a lot cooler than you, you would be expecting and can really work. And they might be able to finesse that. I feel like fitness would be a big thing. Um, there's already reports about stuff like um, John Favreau and Hollywood Studios creating entertainment content. Again, with, with Apple's like entertainment connections, Apple TV Plus, yeah. um, they could marshal, and, and also just maybe just the audio and visual quality of the headset. Audio is getting better. Video, we're not quite at the point where VR headsets are cinema quality at all. Maybe that's something that Apple pitches, that this is also a great way to watch stuff, which we haven't seen before. And then, uh, like, the third thing, I mean, there's gaming, but um, but also just, like, the whole uh, either training or connecting with others to collaborate on stuff. Um, training is a big part of VR. Uh, Apple's had some utility stuff in AR already, like um, home scanning and home improvement. 
I feel like they'll they'll come up with like a handful of things to try to think about like pro pro uses or practical things. I mean, the hardest thing for them, I imagine, might be some of the social stuff because a lot of the metaverse is talking about massive social connection, and yeah. Facebook is a social network. A lot of these other, like Snap, is social. Um, Niantic is social. Apple doesn't have that, although they do have messages in FaceTime. And so all of the things they were talking about with sharing yeah. suggests to me that that's their social network for the metaverse, their their upcoming metaverse. That that's an interesting point because it's you're right that the Apple hasn't really offered that connective tissue, uh, and it seemed like with some of the some of the announcements we saw yesterday that they're trying to set that framework. Uh, I'm curious because even though there was no AR mentioned at the keynote, AR will play a role during the conference because WWDC is more than just you know a two-hour-long presentation. It's, it's lasting all week. There are developers there. I'm curious what what sessions there involve AR and whether or not there's anything that sort of interests you uh, from this from this event. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to hear what developers are excited to build towards with this. Like, again, there's some sessions today even. Uh, there's one involving a kind of a room scan setup that's going to be made easier. And I, I, I thought about instantly, does that mean like you could scan a room in your house and make it all ready for VR? Or is that more for like, it also sounds like room scanning maybe for uh, home improvement or for, you know, kind of creating 3D models. But that all gets very interesting. Um, the other thing is like the, the quality of the AR is supposed to be better now, like 4K, which I noticed in AR Kit 6. That's like a really in the weeds thing, but it got my interest because 4K AR on a phone is not a big deal, but 4K AR on a headset is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like that's something I go like, hmm, what is that going to be for? And um, and then I I think it's interesting too, like what developers might be looking at. One thing we didn't talk about is that Already, a lot of these other AR platforms are working with Apple's AR tools. Like they do dovetail. Niantic inevitably uh, kind of in, you know works on iPhones. Um, some of the things that Snap is doing are using lidar scanning, um, and 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 that stuff can be done with phones. Like there, there's a lot of intertwining of this stuff because yeah. those AR phone apps are either going to run on Android or iOS, and so both of those. That's why I feel like it's really up to Apple and Google to kind of advance this in the next stage because phones are going to have to play a part of this stuff. So I think that's interesting for developers now. Like I'm curious how they're thinking about it, how limiting they think Apple is versus what Google's doing. Um, you know, where is it closed off and where is it open? Um, I think that those are really interesting questions right now as people try to push AR more to the web as well and VR. And, you know, we just don't know how flexible Apple's going to be with that. I want to switch gears a bit, talk about the iPad. We didn't get too deep into the iPad conversation yesterday. Um, curious about what you thought about the, the announcement, made, the, the feature changes. Didn't seem like there was anything earth-shattering, but was there anything notable about what was announced? Well, the collaboration stuff was interesting because, again, I think about, like, so, like social now is not just virtual work, but it's also kind of metaverse -y. But also just Apple trying to take on like how to make it a better work device. Um, right. They were showing some collaboration tools, a lot of stuff you've seen from Microsoft and Google and stuff like that. I don't know how well it's going to work. 
Also, the uh, multitasking stuff is like another attempt for Apple to solve that, which finally will have resizable windows and will really use an external monitor for iPads like an external monitor, which I've been waiting for. You know, it'll be interesting to see again, like some of that stuff is it, it's limited to M1 iPads and, um, and, and again, how annoying versus useful it'll be. And, and it gets to that point of like, are we just getting closer to the point where like you just need to run Mac on these things um, or, or that Mac and iOS are going to fuse? I keep saying that o over and over just because they are getting so close and, um, and yet they're very different. And it, it just feels like Apple's going to kind of let them co-evolve until they just kind of mush into one thing like yeah. five years from now, which is fine, but it's really annoying in the, in the meantime because you're going to have things that don't work for one thing and work for another. Um, I just feel like we're sort of watching that in slow motion. So that's how I feel about it. It's like, okay, this year it's that. Next year it's going to be some other little thing or bigger thing. And you're just going to wait for the drips to keep happening. Right. Yeah, it, it seems like we've been talking about that that inevitable murder between platforms for, for many years. And it felt like we, we sort of hit a pivotal point with the, the move to an M1 chip. But it seems like it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while. They, they, they seem pretty dug in on, on making sure you've got two platforms. It means basically two product lines, two different product lines that you've got to buy, right? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to hear how much pushback there is because, again, like feedback is a big part of where I think even companies like Apple are going to sort of, you know, listen eventually and, and sort of think about what they're doing. I've already seen things on Twitter from uh, people who were annoyed by the new multitasking and developer betas, um, thinking it was kind of annoying or limiting that they, that they would have to get an M1 uh, iPad and now their other one doesn't work with it for some reason. And, and, and I feel like that... And, and how frustrated people might be getting with like, why can't this run Mac apps? Because you have the M1 chip and there's no, yep. I mean, I don't know, I'm not an engineer, but it does not seem like there's any reason why these could. And if they run, if they have keyboards, trackpads and M1 chips inside them. So I think it is, uh, I think it's stubbornness, but, um, but, I, but I think, you know, that's frustrating because it means, man, if an iPad could be a Mac, some people go, why would I want that? And I'm like, well, what? Wouldn't that be useful? I mean, you could switch back and forth. Like, you could save yourself buying an extra device. I feel like that's still being saved up for some time in the future. And we yeah. don't know what the iPad Pro this year is going to be, or if there will be one. It, that's still, there are still unknowns, but I don't expect anything like that now. But I just, yeah, it goes back to your point. Like, most people want to buy cheap iPads. If you're going to buy an expensive iPad, it better be something that's my computer. And then you're left with all these, like, half bits. Well, lots to consider. I'm, I'm sure there'll be more revelations as WWDC rolls on this week. Scott, thank you for your time. You can check out our full WWDC coverage on cnet.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.